Welcome to the Real View podcast, where Ohio realtors connect you to innovators and influencers, keeping you with the real view of real estate. Whether you're a broker, agent, first time home buyer, industry leader, or just happen to stumble upon our podcast today, you can expect to hear tips, tools, tricks, interesting information, and so much more from the experts in Ohio's real estate game. Hi, everyone. Happy Tuesday. Welcome back to the Real View Podcast. I'm your host, Allison Wiley. Joining me for today's episode, she is an international award-winning real estate speaker. She's a consultant. She attended our Women of Vision of Conference and gave some great insight and knowledge at that. Uh, super excited to have her on today. Valerie Garcia. Valerie, thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me. So I have to ask our signature question before we get started and and dive into today's episode. I have to ask uh, our signature question. What is the best view that you've ever seen? Gosh, best view that I've ever seen was probably I was traveling through New Zealand and New Zealand is just this beautiful place and you just come up over these mountains and you look out over, basically you see ocean and mountains and sheep everywhere. And that's the first thing that comes to mind was just being there and thinking, gosh, this is the most beautiful view I've ever seen. And so that's definitely what comes to mind. No, I love that. That's awesome. Um, So how far of a flight is that? It's pretty like, that's like the whole opposite side of the world, right? It's far. I was living in Australia at the time, so it wasn't too far from there. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. I didn't know that uh, you lived in Australia and that's kind of the perfect segue to talk a little bit about your background and and how you got uh, started in real estate and and what got you to where you are today. So you have to give me a little background story. Uh, Did you always know that you wanted to do real estate? Did it kind of fall upon you? Kind of did. My dad was a home builder. So I kind of grew up around that environment. And my first job was in banking. And I had this fun client that came in to do corporate banking every week and we would chat. And it turns out they worked for a real estate office. And they said, you know, you should totally come and work for us. You know, you'd really love it. And I started in admin. And I really, really loved the admin side of real estate. I loved how every deal was different, every client was different, and that was 24 years ago. So I kind of stayed on that admin education side pretty much most of my career. I've worked in the U.S. and Canada and Australia and Europe and lived all over the world, so gotten to really see real estate from so many different points of view and just kind of, again, fell in love with that side of the business. So have been in real estate education and writing and consulting for most of the past 15 years and have had the opportunity to just work with amazing people and go amazing places and have a real love for this industry. The importance of helping everyone have a home, I think, is super near and dear to my heart. And just really appreciate the entrepreneurs and independent business owners that run this industry. You know, I had a conversation with someone the other day and they said, real estate is kind of the last, you know, entrepreneurial business. And, you know, I know you never like think of it when you think of an entrepreneur business, but it kind of is. And I love, you know, that you said that and that, you know, we're viewed in that way. I think it's, I think it's kind of cool. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, we all wake up. As my first broker said, we all wake up unemployed every single day. It's true. <laughs> so what made you, you know, kind of want to expand into the consulting world and, you know, do all of your amazing um, sessions and, and topics? And, you know, what made you want to go into that? How did that idea come about? 
Well, that just kind of came about naturally. I was, you know, I was working, as I said, in Australia and was working for a, a company down there that was launching an education platform. And, you know, they said, somebody needs to present this material. And I said, I'll do it. And I just really loved the the teaching aspect. I'd sort of always wanted to be a teacher. And this was a really natural way to take what I knew and translate it into that space. And when I moved back to Canada after that, I was director of education for Remax for seven years. It just kind of naturally came about that I was learning and teaching at the same time. And I love that aspect of my role. So I love the opportunity to explore new ideas and then find creative ways to hand them out and get people to use them and embrace them. So that's a a big part of why I love this industry is that there's always something to learn. There's always something new. There is. And, you know, this industry changes so fast. You know, we have to stay on top of things and they're constantly changing. And every day it's like something new, you know, a new, a new, you know, law, a new, you know, product, a new technology, new, you know, it's like constantly changing. It's, it's crazy. It's so much to keep up with. And, um, we kind of got connected because like I mentioned, you joined us in our women, a vision conference that happened over summer, uh, 2021. And uh, you were a part of that. Thanks so much for joining and being a part. What was your experience like at the conference? It was a lot of fun. It was my first in-person event in probably 18 months. So it was a little overwhelming to be around so many people in real life at one time. Yeah, But it was a lot of fun. And it was, I think, you know, there were some super inspiring voices on that stage. And I just really enjoyed soaking it all in. We have so many inspiring women in this industry that have started businesses and, you know, been trailblazers and glass ceiling breakers. And it was wonderful to hear from so many of them that day. Yeah. You know, it's kind of crazy, you know, that we were all, you know, stuck at home and not around people for so long. And then you get thrown back into somewhere where you're with, you know, like dozens of people and you're like, whoa, (laughs) what just happened? What's going on here? But yeah, I I definitely had that experience, same experience too, when you started going out and and everything, you know, again, but yeah, like I said, thank you. Thank you so much for joining. And, you know, for those of our listeners who weren't able to make the conference, Valerie is going to kind of share a little bit of what she uh, spoke about during the conference. It's, It's really cool. I love the name of it. I'm excited to learn some more background on the name and kind of how you came up with that. But your session was the Modern Campfire Human Storytelling in Chaos. So I'm like, wow, that's kind of a lot of different, you know, things. And you wrapped it up into one presentation. So let's dive in. Um, I would love to hear, you know, a little bit about this session and and, um, tell us kind of some insights that you shared from that day. Well, you know, we've all been through a crazy two years. I don't think that, you know, we're totally through it yet. I don't think we're sort of back to whatever normal looks like. So we've all been in this kind of state of chaos for the last two years. And I really have done a ton of research into the cycle of change and what we go through when change happens to us in our businesses or our lives. And chaos is such an interesting thing and it impacts humans in such an interesting way. And I've always been a huge proponent of storytelling. I think storytelling is one of the most powerful ways that we can market, one of the most powerful ways that we can create community. And I'm always a huge advocate for storytelling. And so I was looking at ways that, you know, as humans, we can incorporate the idea of chaos into our storytelling and our marketing. And, you know, I was kind of looking at this idea of how chaos impacts everyone differently, but it's such an opportunity. You know, the idea that chaos is this crazy, difficult, scary thing 
is one aspect of chaos. But the other aspect of chaos is it's an opportunity where anything is possible. You know, we have so much opportunity in chaos. And when we look at, you know, kind of the cycle of change, it really is we start at normal, whatever normal is for us. Something happens, a crisis or a pandemic or, you know, whatever, and then chaos follows. Mm -hmm. And then following chaos, we have the opportunity to adapt and change and move back to normal. And so this really is a cycle, but chaos is seen as this place where we can either sit and wait, we can kind of wallow in was and think about how we want to go backwards into normal. We've heard so many people say that, right? Go back to normal. But the reality is, is that if we look at that cycle, the arrows only point one direction. So we go through change, we get to chaos, and we have to adapt to go forward to normal. And so we've been sort of like looking at the opportunities that the last two years have brought us in this stage of chaos. You know, the opportunities to embrace new technologies or videos or new ideas to try things a new way. We can't really sit around and say, well, this is the way we've always done it because we've never been through a global pandemic before. Mm -hmm. So we've had so many opportunities. And so in this talk, I really kind of shared, you know, some of my thoughts on how do we tell better stories instead of sitting in chaos Mm -hmm. and waiting to go backwards and hoping that this will just go away. And what are sort of the really good elements of those stories? And so I thought rather than sort of go through the whole thing, I might just share three of those with our listeners today. Yeah, yeah. I love to hear. Yeah. And I'm a big storyteller component too. You know, I feel like that's what I do, you know, for my job. I, you know, run the podcast, but the podcast is to tell stories and and to connect with listeners through those stories and through things that we do. And the same, you know, for social media. I I also handle, you know, all of Ohio Ohio Realtors social media channels. And I, I feel like that's the same thing. I want to tell a story. And I believe that's so important and critical to like what makes us humans and and what makes us able to connect with each other. Yeah, absolutely. And I think sometimes when we talk about storytelling, people get kind of caught up in this idea of like, it has to be a personal story. Like we have to be, you know, like air our dirty laundry and talk about our feelings. And the reality is, is that we don't like great stories are not necessarily even about us. In fact, I think most realtors, in their marketing, focus too much on telling the story of themselves. And one of the things that I think is really important that we remember is like the hero of our story should be our client always. Yes. Our client is the hero. And I, in this talk, I sort of talk about the time that I climbed a mountain in North Africa. I had this crazy idea that I was going to climb Mount Tube Call. And so I was in Morocco and you know, had a guide and the guide had a donkey and It was this, you know, crazy walk up a mountain, not something that you sort of ever really wake up and go, hey, you know, like, I think I should walk up a mountain. Right. (laughs) But I did. And what was really awesome is that, you know, the guide climbs this mountain four times a week. Oh, my gosh. Literally guides people up and down this mountain every day. And the thing about him is that he would say, step here, step here, step here. The whole way up the mountain, he was sort of going alongside me and showing me where to go. And he was the guide and I was the hero of the story. Like I got to be the one that climbed the mountain because he showed me, you know, how to do it and told me stories of the people who had gone before and how, you know, they had done it. And that was just a kind of a pivotal moment for me in realizing like, yes, like, Our entire role, you know, in our business is to get people excited about doing scary things and basically say, step here, step here, step here. 
This episode of The Real View is brought to you by the Ohio Association of Community Colleges. Ohio's network of community colleges provides accessible training that accommodates the busy lifestyles of aspiring real estate professionals at half the price of a traditional university. With convenient locations in every part of the state, as well as online options, Ohio's community colleges are your smart choice for pre-licensing education. For more details or to start the journey to a real estate career, visit the education page at ohiorealtors.org and then click on the pre-licensed course locations. So true. And we're guiding them, you know, through kind of their biggest, one of their biggest life moments, you know, if you think about it. And it's right up there with, you know, having children, getting married, you know, I mean, that's, that's a huge thing that we're kind of tasked with as realtors. We have to make them, you're right, feel like the superheroes in their own story. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of times, like, we do try and play the hero and we should be playing the role of the guide in the stories. Yeah. So sort of going into that, you know, I think there's three really important ways that we can tell stories about how we are the guide. And the first one really is always make the client the focus. I work with brand new baby agents a lot and I love them. They're, you know, so enthusiastic. But the first thing that I do when I talk to brand new baby agents is I say, why should I hire you? And they always say, oh, I'm really excited. I love houses. You know, I I have all the time in the world to give you, you know, my attention. I work with the greatest brand. I have a great mentor. You know, like I love the challenge. I love to negotiate. And then I always say to them, what do all of those statements have in common? And the reality is they all start with the word I. Mm. And Mm -hmm. I said, no, like I'm the client and I'm asking why I hire you. And you're just talking about yourself. I said, you don't have a why statement, you have an I statement. And so one of the very best ways that we can tell better stories is we can still say all those things. They're all very true. You are excited. You, You like to negotiate. You love houses, whatever. But you should start all of those sentences with the word you. So that's really how we can make that shift from the hero to the guide is you aren't always going to know what's going to happen in this transaction. You are going to have questions. You are going to have moments of doubt and fear and confusion. You aren't always going to understand why we're asking you to submit this paperwork again and again. You aren't going to know why sometimes we have to go back six steps, you know, on the game board. And that is my role is to help you every, through every one of those moments. You know, saying all of those same things, but starting with the word you is such an important way to tell better stories. And it really like kind of switches, you know, your mindset too, to think, you know, it's that client first approach that, you know, we, we've heard and talked about, you know, on this podcast before too, is really putting, you know, your client's needs ahead of yours and ahead of your interests and ahead of, you know, what you are coming into that day with. It really is all about putting whoever you're working with at the forefront of your mind, you know, every day that that you're working with them. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's the first way. And I think that's the easiest way for us to do that, to tell better stories is just to make that switch from I to you. Um, I think the second way that I've really found the last couple of years that just our storytelling can be far more effective is if we break them into little pieces. I think sometimes we get to this place where we assume that everyone understands why we do things or why the industry runs a certain way. We we all speak real estate, but our clients don't. And so breaking these big stories into small bite-sized pieces is so important. Rather than trying to tell everybody 
everything. And you get this in social media, right? You only have so many characters. You only have so yep. much attention span, you know, and we try and just fit it all in when sometimes we can take our time and break it into smaller pieces. And that sometimes makes stories so much more effective. It's I think about, you know, we don't sit down and watch 40 hours of Netflix without that break of, do you want to go on to the next episode? Do you want to go on to the next episode? And I think it's important that we do that in our marketing as well, not necessarily try and shove everything all into one. I met this agent a couple of months ago and she said, Val, like, I send out the best monthly reports to my clients in my farm area. They're so good. I spend so much time on them, but no one seems to read them or engage with them. And I said, okay, well, tell me, what do they look like? And she said, well, you know, they're three pages. They're just like crammed with like good graphs and information. And I'm like, holy smokes, like I wouldn't read three pages of graphs and information either. (laughs) Right. And I said to her, okay, so what's the most important thing that you say in that report, like the report that just went out to your farm area, if you could only take out one line, what would that be? And she said, she thought for a minute and she said, probably the fact that their market values have gone up 25% in the last month or in the last year. She's like, yeah, I mean, the value of their home has gone up 25% in the last 12 months. And I was like, wow, like, why don't you just say that? Say, did you know the value of your home has gone up 25% in the last 12 months? Let's talk about what that means to you. And she said, well, that doesn't feel like enough. I'm like, that is exactly enough to get a conversation started. I wouldn't read three pages, but I would pay attention to that line. And it's kind of like the importance of editing too, right? You're almost learning, you know, I mean, writers do it all the time. You hear it in music and songs. I mean, you see it in fashion, you know, editing. You're, you're, you all, we always want to come out and like, yes, this and this and this and this and this. And then, you know, at the end of the day, sometimes it's just the more simpler, the better. Yeah. And you see it across, you know, multiple, multiple industries is that importance of editing. Yeah, absolutely. So you're exactly right. Take pieces out and you'll find that what's left is I always think it's like old school Twitter, right? Or we would say a whole bunch and then we would be over by so many characters. So we would have to start deleting out words or like, could I get rid of this extra word? And you get to the point where, yes, you have to get exactly to the point. And I always say, you know, like break your stories and your marketing down into smaller pieces and make sure the most important thing is what's, is shining. Yeah. So that's the second thing being focused on the client and breaking them down into smaller pieces. And then I would say that the last thing is just give yourself permission to fail. I think this one's been really important in the last year, Mm -hmm. two years. You know what I loved about the beginning of the pandemic was in those first couple of months, you could do anything because we had no idea how we were how long this was going to last, how we were going to get through it, what we were going to do. We couldn't do open houses. We couldn't, you know, do showings the same way. People were learning how to use Zoom. Their kids were figuring out how to do school on Zoom. Everything was kind of up in the air. And those first couple of months, when we look back as uncomfortable and as scary and as inconvenient as they were, there was a beauty in this idea of, I can try stuff I've never tried before because literally we're all just making it up as we go. It was a total like anything goes like moment. 
Yeah. You know, and you're right. It was a perfect opportunity to say like, this is so different. We're experiencing something that we never have before. Like, why not try, you know, is there, has there ever been a better time to try something, you know, unnormal when we're living in a normal yeah. time? But the reality is, is that, you know, I think the lesson we should take from that is, is we have that ability every day, whether we're in a pandemic or not, is we have the ability to try things and, you know, to stop telling ourselves a story of I can't or I shouldn't or, you know, that's stupid and really embrace the idea of like, we never know until we try. And so the faster that we can fail and the less expensively that we can fail, the faster we will learn and the more we will learn. And I think, you know, the stories aren't always about the stories we tell our clients. Sometimes we have to look at the stories we tell ourselves about our own capacity and our businesses and really, you know, take a lesson from our own playbook there in the fact that we don't know until we actually try. And I think that's so critical, especially, you know, as we face a new year and we're starting to think about business planning and everyone's kind of like, I always say, you know, people look at their business plan and they think, I'm just going to do more of the same thing, but better. And I think, what if you did something completely different? Mm-hmm. You know, one of my favorite quotes from a speaker who says, different is better than better. Like we always go like, I'm going to try and do a little bit more of this, or I'm going to go to the gym more. Or I'm going to like make a little bit more money, or I'm going to try and do this a little bit better. Like, what if we just did something completely different? Yeah. I mean, I would say that those are the three kind of storytelling lessons that I'd love for our listeners to kind of take away from this. Yeah. Is just... Think about who is the hero in your story? How can you break them up into smaller pieces? And how can you really change up the story that you tell yourself? That's awesome. No, I love that. And, you know, we are headed into a new year. It's it's January. You know, what advice do you have for what seems like we're heading into now year three of COVID and more chaos and and who knows, you know, what this year is going to bring? What advice do you have uh, for our realtors, for any of our listeners as we head into 2022? Well, I think kind of going back to that idea of the cycle of change, right? We start at a place that feels normal. Change happens. We have a opportunity of chaos and then we have the opportunity to adapt and move back into a state of normal. I think my best advice is move through that cycle as fast as you can. We still have people who are sitting in crisis waiting for it to go away. And we have people who are sitting in chaos waiting for other people to solve the problem. You know, the people that I have seen that have moved into adapt to change and back into a state of this is normal right now, they are the ones that are thriving. And so my best advice for people going into a new year is move through that cycle of change as quickly as you can, because that cycle of change is going to continue to happen to us. It's not always going to be a big change or a big crisis like a pandemic. It could be a small one. It could be, hey, you know, like my assistant quit or, you know, whatever. I think I used the example of like this Chinese restaurant that I always went to on Thursday nights closed. And what am I going to do on Thursday nights before Grey's Anatomy? (laughs) (laughs) You know, and so my, my habits changed or this way that I've always done it has changed. Okay, great. So instead of sitting in that moment and wishing things were different, move through that cycle as quickly as you can adapt and get back to a state of normal and move on. If we can adapt quicker to all of the changes, whether they're technology, their, you know, new bylaws, their new, you know, ways of doing things, if we can adapt quicker, we will find that we spend less time in crisis and chaos and more time building and growing and actually really enjoying 
the fact that change is happening. Yeah. And, and embracing it, you know, and because we know that's, they yeah. say, you know, the only constant in life is change. So we know this is something that is going to come up or not. Like you said, you know, this isn't just, you know, we're in a pandemic. It's going to be something else next time. It's going to be something else next time. And I love that, you know, you said the more we can just grow and learn and deal with it and have fun with it, you know, the better it will be for the next change that is inevitably going to come right around. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because as soon as you know, as soon as we think we've got it figured out, it's going to change again. (laughs) So true. So true. And the more comfortable we get with it now, you know, the more we can go back to having a successful, successful life in business. So this is awesome, Valerie. Thank you so much for um, joining me today. I love it. Um, Makes me want to go sit at a campfire and have some some s'mores and and tell stories that are about other people, though, not not me. (laughs) So thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. And to all of our listeners, thank you guys for tuning in. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to The Real View. That wraps up today's episode. You can keep up with the latest on the podcast at ohiorealtors.org slash The Real View and on Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Have questions, comments, or suggestions? We want to hear from you. Email us at podcast at ohiorealtors.org. We'll see you next time. This has been a Humble Pod production.